start all over. I'm Danny Pate. We're here uh, interviewing Savannah Younger for My First Pony. And uh, who was your first pony, Savannah? Her name was Ribbons. She was a 12.1 hand racking slash Welsh pony cross. And I love that pony. We did everything together. That was, I'm biased about it, but I think one of the best first ponies a girl could have. Was not fancy, but would do any and everything you wanted. You wanted to do a little hunter class, a little jumper class. Very local type horse shows, though. We would ride her down the road to the gas station. Just a good, solid citizen. Ride her double without a halter. Uh, we even rode her into the house. Did you really? <laughs> yes, we did. I bet your mom liked that, didn't she? Oh, yeah. She was out of town, and my dad let it happen. Uh. <laughs> she she saw it on Facebook when there was a picture posted. Oh, did she really? She did. And uh, what did uh, did you show her any at all, a jumper? Or? We showed her a little oh, bit. Get inside. Get inside. Hey, Poppy, I'm, we're in an interview right now. Can I? Oh, I am sorry. That's okay. That's okay. They'll cut it out. Sorry about that. So, we showed her locally but mainly just a fun pony. We took right. her swimming in the ponds, chased cattle on her, mm-hmm. rode her English, Western. Um, and I had her just until a few years ago. She came and retired with us in Florida. Come here, huh? Yep, I got her given to me for my third birthday because she was a bad lesson pony, would throw all the kids off. So my mom kindly gifted her to me. And I called her Women's because I couldn't pronounce my R's when I was three. <laughs> and, yeah, that that pony was the one that, that started the my love for horses. Did she ever buck you off? Tell us the bad times and the good times. <laughs> you got to tell us those too. To be honest, no. That pony, that pony, I think just liked me, and mm-hmm. we kind of grew up together, you right. know. But I wasn't asking her to do big jumps like she was being asked to originally. So I started just being led around on her and then trotting. And but I, I did have some spills jumping, mm-hmm. um, but she was never. Never dirty about yeah, anything. You always, yeah, you always want to fall off. You don't get on, you don't fall off. Yep, I owned her until she was 26 years old. And tell us the next one after that. I had a Shinkatigue pony. Her name was uh, Tiga. And that pony I showed in the meter tens when I was eight or nine years old. That pony was a saint. You just grabbed mane and you kicked. And that was a pony that was given to me for Christmas. Supposedly, Santa Claus brought her to me. Did you still believe in Santa Claus then? Oh, yes, I did. When yeah. that pony came, I believed uh, in Santa Claus. I like that. <laughs> um, no, but I, I knew my mom and dad gave her to me. They said it was Santa Claus, and the, they bought the pony with the help of Santa Claus, mm-hmm. is what they said. Um, so so the next morning, Christmas Day, you were riding her all over early? Oh, all over. That pony would just, we would ride and ride, and uh, that pony was first pony I took to the Kentucky Horse Park, my first big show in dinner. And I got a funny story about that. I went up to the ring for the the meter tens and there was an older lady and she looked at me and she said, little girl, the pony ring's over there. And I said, no ma'am, this is my ring and I'm going against you. And we won the class. Did you really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why did she think about that? Oh, she didn't say anything after that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but after that, I would say I, I had a few different a few different horses. Um, Tell us the one that uh, really brings out a memory, the first one. Is that the one that really started you on your career as a show jumping rider? On the lower level, but the first horse that I got introduced to travel in the circuit with 
um, was a one-eyed horse. We actually, a friend bought for me as a I junior. I remember when you showed him in Trigon. Yeah, so we, um, well, we got, I say we got him, but my friend purchased him for us when I was a junior rider from Vic Russell. And uh, that that is the first horse I ever did, my first ever Grand Prix on, meter 50. He was a good horse, but a very, very quirky quirky horse um we bought him with one eye i'm sorry we bought him with two eyes and then he ended up having to have an eye removed so we bought the horse with two eyes he ended up having one eye but he was a fighter but you were either going to go in and win the class or you weren't gonna jump around right so i think that horse was the first one that gave me a little taste of it but the the first uh or the next horse after that was a mare by the name of nana mia i started doing true Grand Prix with that horse. Um, I never won a Grand Prix on her, but she always kept me safe and took me around. Um, and then I would say that the next two horses after that are, are really the ones that got me truly started right. into the upper level sport. Mm -hmm. And um, Tell us about theirs. How did you come by theirs? Yeah, so Fundament E is a horse we purchased off of a video all the way in Europe. And uh, they flew him over here. He's a really hot-headed little horse, probably 16-1 hands, not too big. And he likes to cross-canter a lot, maybe even around the course. Uh, he puts his head in the air. He acts like he's, we call him wild man, but he is a little clear-round machine. He um, is really, really talented. That's a horse you look at and you don't think much of. But he goes and he performs. That's the horse that I have won the most classes ever on. How many classes you went on? How many Grand Prix you went on him? We've only won one Grand Prix on on that horse, but we've won a lot, a lot of classes. Right. Um, a lot of meter forty classes, a lot of meter thirty classes. That's the horse I was horse of the year on. Oh, was it really? And, yep. In the medium AOs, mm -hmm. meter thirty fives. He is what I would consider one of the best speed horses that I'll probably ever ever have. Right. Because you're just not going to beat him on the on the clock. He might not be a one, you know, 150, 160 horse, but he is the winner at the 140, 145s, and no one, no mm -hmm. one can touch him there. Um, so How that did, horse really got me in, into winning, right. you know. How did you come by him? Is that the one you bought from over in Europe? Yes. Um, we, my mom knew a guy over in Europe that would send us videos of horses, and they sent us a couple different videos. And, um, yeah, when he came over, I was absolutely petrified of him. He would, you would sit on him, and he would just gallop. He he had did, did not have any flat work. It's getting better. He still's not too great on the flat work. He doesn't think it's necessary, although we do. Um, he just likes to jump, and he will turn, and he you can point him at anything, and you know you're going to get across. Um, but man, he's fast as lightning. He's that part she showed him. Is he difficult to ride? Your father said he had a little difficult. Oh to ride. yeah, he's <laughs> he is very difficult. Once you're in the ring over the first jump, you're good. But warming up in the ring, it's hard to stop him. So you're always worried you're gonna, you know, right. run into someone. Mm -hmm. The horse doesn't have a mean bone in his body, but it's hard to stop him in yeah. time with all those people in the schooling ring. But once you're in the ring and you jump the first jump. The jumping itself is the easy work. It's the flat work that's right. that's difficult. But um, we have another horse that I give credit to both of them, Fundament and Fabio. But Fabio is the horse I won the Grand Prix on today, mm -hmm. uh, the 25,000. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. But that horse has, I would say, finessed me a little bit, put 
Fundament wants to go and win, but it's hard to look proper on that yeah. horse. Fabio goes in and his he's such a scopy horse. He's such a trier. Um, and he, he makes my job very easy. But like the old jump riders say, sometimes you have to sacrifice style for a win. There you go. So well, you have to do what you got to do to 100%, get 100%. But I did my first... Uh, one of my first international classes on on Fabio, and he's a horse that we also bought in Europe. We went and tried him. They said he's just a meter thirty horse. That's what they said, mm-hmm. meter thirty amateur horse. And that horse has jumped a lot of meter fifty classes. And that is a horse that you, I want to be sitting on to go against someone else in a Grand Prix because I know where Fundament might not be as scopy as the others. You're always going to win on time with my fundament right. horse, but they're not going to build a jump too big mm-hmm. for Fabio. So that's yeah. a good feeling to go in on. Yeah, so you know he's going to jump the big, big fences. Yes, and you know most of the time you're going to be clear unless you really do something bad to mess mm-hmm. it up on your end. I try and stay out of his way, to be honest, Danny. <laughs> Let yeah, him do his thing. That's mostly just stay out of the way. <laughs> there you go. What's your plans with him in the future? Um, my plan right now, I'm going to jump my plans in the future or near future or both Fabio yeah or both of them well Fabio we're going to aim to go do the $50,000 this week and then hopefully we're going to sign up for the $300,000 hits Grand Prix coming up um, that used to be the million but now it's right. the 300 yeah, it used to be the million before uh, wet came in there you go yes uh-huh. now things have changed a little bit but yeah, so I'm going to go do him and that and just keep going for the meter 50 Grand Prix. And then I've done a three-star um, FBI class on him, but my goal one day is to debut him in a five-star class. Right. Well, you, you got to do the four-star first mm-hmm. and then the five-star. Yeah. So it will be – it should be interesting, but that's a – Fabio, I have to say, is my favorite horse right now. But you caught me on a good day, Danny. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, that is good. That's uh, amazing. Which of the, the five-star, how many five-star Grand Prix do they have here at WEC now? Do to they be have honest, many? I, I don't know that answer. Mm-hmm. I, I know that they've just introduced FEI classes, right. but I don't know when the next five-star right. is. I've never done a five-star, so I don't really, I've just done two and three-stars, so I don't follow the right. that schedule yet. Mm-hmm. But we're definitely going to be continuing with Fabio showing it hits in the twenty-five and $50,000 Grand Prix, and then the 300000 is coming up. And we'll go back to WEC a little bit for those Saturday night classes. Are you planning on trying to have horse of the year with your your horse again? Is that what you're shooting for? I would like to. This year I'm just going to go in the open money classes. Right. Because when you do horse of the year, you have to stay in one division. Mm -hmm. But so I'm going to just go and do the open money classes this year try and make a little cash if i can you don't know it's you know how it is danny with horses um but the following year i would like i i think fundament e deserves another horse of the year title the only thing holding me back on trying to do it this year is you got to keep them in one division the entire year to do that and i'm cross entering a little bit right now Mm -hmm. because i need the experience as well i'm i'm a lot younger than a lot of the riders so that's quite a a lot of people ride for a lifetime and never have horse of the year yes a lot of people do so that's amazing i was so proud of you when i found that out thank you thank you when your dad told me that i'm like i was so proud i said that's my neighbor yes there you (laughs) go really great but the following year i would even if he did it in the mediums last year but he's won a lot of high ao classes too i would like to him to go and do horse of the year in the highs if everything pans mm-hmm. out that way because that horse deserves it i mean that horse jumped you can look on his uscf record it was 13 or 14 double clear rounds which is 
pretty unheard of. That's amazing. Yes, back to back. Mm-hmm. So it's you probably it's had some big offers for him, right? We've had some offers on it, but I don't know if people realize how difficult that that in particular horse is to ride. Mm-hmm. He looks easier in the ring than what he what he is. Well, that's what good riders do. They make them look easy, right? <laughs> it's taken me a long time, and I still haven't perfected mm-hmm. it, but... You're still a baby. Yes, there you go. How old are you now? 24. 24, you're still a little baby. Yeah, and the the cool thing is with these two horses is we both grew up together in a way. I got them when they were both seven, coming eight-year-olds, and now I'm 24. I was a teenager at the time Mm -hmm. when when we bought the horse. I've had Fabio since, gosh, six or seven years, so I was 18 or 19 years old when I got Fabio, Mm -hmm. and now I'm 24, and the same with Fundament. So we both started as young young things that are growing into each mm-hmm. other and I, I think it's it's nice to have a relationship like that because sometimes that doesn't work a young horse young rider right that's the first move trainers will tell you mm-hmm. not to do but that's the opportunity that i had and i wanted to run with it um you know a, a little a little added story on fabio was when we bought that horse well they were both supposed to be sale horses but we decided not right. to sell them but as soon as we imported Fabio, I would say a few, maybe a few months after, he colicked and he had colic surgery. And some people say they're never the same after that. But he had only gone 130 before the colic surgery. Now he's going 150 and has done a meter 55 class since mm-hmm. then. So I would say he's going even better. Oh, than, yeah, I don't think it bothers him. I really don't. Yeah, but I'm lucky to have that horse. And I'll tell you what. If that horse had not colicked, he got tried the day before and someone was going to vet him. Isn't that amazing? So if that horse had not colic that night i might not have that horse today yeah that's amazing you just never know and it's you're in a good uh, position because a lot of people you know professionals they have to sell them you know young people coming up when they do good you have to sell them move on to another. right but you had the opportunity to keep both of them for several years four yes. or five years or six years or whatever you show them yes so um, that was good super super lucky mm-hmm. and blessed in that way we had someone walk up to us today after fabio won and they said how much is that horse and they asked my boyfriend, Patrick, he said, you're going to have to talk to Savannah, but good luck with that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> they become your best friends. Oh, uh, they do. They really do. That's why it broke my heart when I had my uh, buckskin pony. I had him for like 15 years in college and died. Uh-huh. I never bought another one after that, you know, so it was good. It's, it's sad, but you remember all the good times you had with him, you know. Yes. No, I know. But I definitely, I want, I want people to be aware that my family has been a big part of this, this mm-hmm. I didn't just wake up one day and say, your do mother, it. Tell us about that, how your mother got together and started showing. She's still your coach, and that's amazing, right? Yeah, she's been my coach my whole lifetime. I've gone to a few different people for lessons here and there, but my mom has always been my main coach. Um, yeah, my mom actually, I was born into the horse into the horses. That's how I got into it. Uh, my mom grew up, she was born in, in Atlanta, but she grew up in Paraguay, South right. America. And she rode all the way up to the meter sixty level there, qualified for the Olympics. She did she really? Yes, in yeah. the Pan Am Games. Um, so I was born, I'm going to say, into a horse mom and a horse grandfather. My brother and my dad are not so much horse people, but they've always been there um, to be as supportive as as right. they know how to be. Um, so that's how I got involved into the horses. Um, was through really through my mom right and my grandfather is also very supportive into the horses um but my mom is she runs so much behind the scenes i don't think people realize 
I mean, you do. You're a horse oh, person. Yeah, I see but what she's doing. There's so much does. paperwork and training and signing up for the show and night check and things that a lot of non-horse people, they see you in the ring and they think it's two minutes or five minutes. Right. It's an all-day 24 Seven years and years of preparation and riding and riding years and years. years and years um but no I, I just I want to make it known that I really appreciate my my entire family my mom and my grandfather and um my boyfriend Patrick and my little brother he's mm-hmm. uh, you know he was there for the Grand Prix today and he is he's a little scared of horses but he'll be there cheering you on and my dad as well um as much as he he doesn't know a lot about horses, but he tries. I know you have a big cheering section at West. <laughs> you have a lot of the local girls cheering. Yes. You probably have the biggest cheering section there when you come in. Well, it's probably because I talk so much, Danny. I talk to everyone and make friends well, with everyone. Good. Yeah, that's good. They want to follow in your footsteps. Do you have anything to say about young people, young girls wanting to get into the business, or young boys that wanting to start yes. riding? Any advice you can give them? There's a lot of people that will say you can't do it or – there will always be something in the way. It could be you know, your family or your friends or financial reasons. But if you work hard enough, you can start from nothing and build your way up. I've seen people do it. Like I said, I'm, I'm very fortunate that my family has helped me. But the biggest thing that I would say is don't give up. Don't let anybody tell you no and keep on trying because there's a lot of closed doors in the industry. But if you keep on knocking on those doors, eventually... One of those doors is going to open up for you. That's right. It's true. you got to keep on keeping on and keep trying. And remember, you're going to have a lot more bad days than there are good days. And that just makes the good the good days ten times sweeter. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Well, thank you very much, Savannah. And uh, good luck to you. Thank you. Thank you, you so horses. much, Danny.